Welcome back for another Obstetrics and Gynecology podcast. Today we're looking at premature labour. So premature labour is essentially labour that occurs before 37 weeks gestation. Only a minority of women who present with preterm contractions, known as threatened premature labour, actually progress to labour and delivery. It's important to note that the most common cause of preterm birth is due to iatrogenic delivery, mainly because of preeclampsia or intrauterine growth restrictions. Some other causes of premature labour include infection, such as from UTIs or bacterial vaginosis, and also, once intrauterine infections occur, preterm labour is desirable because it can cause neurological damage to the fetus. Other causes include cervical trauma or short cervical length, uterine anomalies such as fibroids, placenta abruption, placenta previae, medical conditions such as diabetes or preeclampsia, or premature rupture of membranes. Some other fetal factors include multiple pregnancies, fetal anomalies, and polyhydramnios. Some clinical features of someone presenting with preterm labour could either be uterine contractions, premature, preterm, rupture of membranes, advanced circle dilation or cervical length less than two centimetres. It's important to note that labour is diagnosed by regular cervical contractions that result in cervical change or dilation. Most ladies will also have Braxton Hicks contractions, but this does not indicate labour. These may start from 16 weeks and they usually last less than 30 seconds. They're uncomfortable, but not painful, and they usually occur at irregular times and no more frequently than one per every 10 minutes. Some investigations that should be ordered for a preterm labour suspect D include monitoring the fetus with CTG and uterine tachography, a transvaginal ultrasound to assess the cervical length where under two centimetres is associated with a higher risk of delivery, a cervicovaginal swab for fetal fibronectin, a full blood count and CRP, a urine dipstick looking for proteinuria or in signs of infection, and a high vaginal swab and rectal swab to test for GBS. Management of preterm labour has five steps. Firstly, maternal evaluation and assessment of fetal viability. Secondly, corticosteroids, administering 11.4 grams of betamethasone IM, also known as celestone, and then repeating the same dose 24 hours later. This halves the rate of respiratory distress syndrome and death in the neonate. Thirdly, transfer to a neonatal unit. Fourthly, administer tocolytic agent, such as nifidapine, 30 milligrams orally. This does not prevent preterm birth, but may delay birth for 48 hours to enable transfer to a tertiary centre. And finally, administer IV antibiotics. Typically, benzyl penicillin uses GBS prophylaxis because you may not have the swab. WA implements seven strategies to prevent preterm labour. Firstly, measuring the length of the cervix at all mid-pregnancy scans. Secondly, for all cervix lengths less than 25mm, giving natural vaginal progesterone 200mg each evening. Thirdly, if the cervix is less than 10mm, consider cervical circlage 
or progesterone. Fourthly, vaginal progesterone if there's a prior history of spontaneous preterm birth. Fifth, no pregnancy is to be ended until at least 39 weeks unless there's obstetric or medical justification. Sixth, women who smoke should be identified and offered support to quit. And finally, there's a new preterm birth prevention clinic.